Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. On this episode, episode 77, we will be reviewing a brand new movie. Not probably many many of you know about this one. It's called Shortcut. Uh, something to scream about, we will be covering the In Search of Darkness 2 documentary. We'll be covering the years 80 to 81. And our movie from the vault, which I picked on the last episode, is The Spookies. Is it The Spookies or Spookies? Uh, I think it's just Spookies, actually. I think it might just be Spookies. It is just Spookies. Ah, Spookies. It's a weird one. Yeah. 1986 or was it 84? I can't remember. 86. 86. So yeah. there we go. Not a bad, not a bad year. Right in the, right in the fucking crux. <laughs> How you doing, mate? You alright? Yeah, we're good, man. I've been taking loads of shortcuts myself this week. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I haven't really watched too much stuff. Like, um, I tried to start Shadow and Bone. Okay. I'm two episodes in at the moment, and I'm just like scratching my head at the moment. What's, why the popularity? Maybe I'm too old. I don't know yet. I'm figured figured it out yet, whether I, I like it or not. Got, I watched I watched the trailer. It looks all right, but I don't think I will invest if I'm honest. It's got monsters in, but I just don't know. Hmm. Okay. Um, I did enjoy the last episode of fucking Invincible, though. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Actually, uh, talk about that. We're probably going to talk spoilers. Uh, so if you haven't seen Invincible, maybe skip this bit. But fuck me, carnage. Best thing on TV this year so far. I mean, we're only in April, but Jesus fucking Christ. And that's and that's like with one division and you know Falcon Winter Soldier being on yeah. as well. This was fucking off the chain, man. Off the fucking chain, man. And the last episode was just blew me away, mate. It's just like I, yeah, we, we I've seen some pretty horrific things in animation, but this was pushing pushing the boundaries. It's just a depth of story tale, you know, where you got like invested into the, into the characters and stuff, and then for him to literally, and you sort of, I don't, I didn't know that was where it was going to go, but him to kind of just like, I don't really give a fuck about this this planet, and he can ki- he could kill everyone, mm. Omni Man, and it's so like, and he realised how powerful he is. But doesn't it doesn't it make you realise when you're watching it, it makes you think how how insignificant that. The human race is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like it can be just like literally lives can be lost within with anything like disasters and everything. It's just like you know you're very lucky to be alive because there are there's a lot of shit things happening out there. But it's so violent. It's just like makes you think that Jesus Christ, if if there was actual superheroes that were like this, man, it'd be fucking crazy. That this yeah. shit would that shit would happen. And it's quite funny that. Like, obviously, all the superhero movies, quite a lot of them, bar the boys, kind of made you realise, actually, yeah, these superheroes could do things that really, and they might not even mean it, they could really harm people, like normal people, but not mean it. And then they could, on the other flip side, if they're really evil, they could be fucking horrible. The amount of destruction in that episode, like, literally rams his son's face through eight eight yeah. fucking like full full of people like, underground train like underground underground train cars it's like as yeah. if it was nothing it was fucking crazy he's just destroying shit it's like it was like that um scene from 
um, Man of Steel, wasn't it? Like, where he's just, like, fucking up the whole city, the whole yeah, metropolis. Yeah. Uh, but, like, times ten. And, like, it was just fucking... But it was way violent. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, really, really interesting. And uh, I can't wait to see season two. I really do kind of want to invest in the graphic novels now. Mm. I think I might... I might t- I might pick up the um the ones that collect six collection. I quite like those. They're like collects like the what compendiums. No, no, I'm no, I'm going to collect like the, the individual graphic novels. So graphic novels collect six individual comics. Okay, right, okay. I quite like those that size of reading, and I like them sitting on my de- like um shelf like that. So well, that's... I'll see what um, Mr. Birthday brings you. Yeah, I'm not going to buy anything until afternoon. See what comes. Yeah, you fucking, you fucking tit. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to, dude? Um, I haven't watched much apart from I have watched. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. There's a documentary uh, about Alien, um, which is called Memory. Um, it's like a feature-length documentary, like talking heads thing, but it it literally talks about like the very first incarnation of of uh, Alien and and basically where it came from and the story behind it and all about kind of Dan O'Bannon and literally going into all the way up to the production and like it's just really interesting where it all came from and how it started um, and how it progressed to what it was but it's really really interesting if you get a chance to watch it don't know if it's streaming or anything but it's a really good documentary really interesting nice and some of the artwork is obviously amazing and where all that came from from uh, Geiger and stuff it's fucking brilliant so if, if you can find that out there definitely watch that has anyone else out has anyone else got any you know recommendations out there stuff to watch give me a shout like on social media we'll, do it, we'll send it at the end I quite like a good recommendation of what mm. you guys I want to know what you guys are watching we do this podcast but I want to know what you guys are, are watching at the moment let us know and uh, then we can talk about it on the pod no, no doubt we're probably missing something. Yeah, too bloody right. We're dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> Get in touch. Tell me what you're watching so I can watch it too. Share the love. Um, right, should we get on to some news? Let's do it. Right, I'm going to kick this bad boy off. Go on, him. I mean, I've got quite a lot, so maybe you should go first. Um, sure. No, 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 you go, you go, mate, you go, because then anything that you've missed I can cover. Okay, Twilight of the Dead. Yes. Yes. George A. Romero's final zombie movie is in development. So he's yeah. obviously written a script. Um, and his uh, lovely wife, Suzanne Romero, has sort of got in touch with a few um, screenwriters and stuff to kind of like polish it off and finish it off. And, and, and this thing looks like it's happening. Yeah, it looks like it's totally, totally on um, in massive talks, apparently, about it, aren't they? So to get the ball rolling but hopefully it can get made and it'd be interesting to see where it goes after obviously all the others yeah i mean we know that this one is not following diary of the dead and survival of the dead this is following land of the dead land of the dead yeah last time we saw the zombies were a bit speaky and they're getting a little bit more kind of uh understanding what's going on aren't they like a leader type thing it's interesting i mean there's all you know there's always a little bit of kind of that they did kind of get their cognitive cognitive thought back so we'll see we'll see what what this brings i'm quite looking forward to it that is definitely definitely one to on on that note i would like to add i don't know if you've got this in your news but to add on to that have you heard about the the we talked about on the pod before about the release 
of uh, one of his older films. I don't know if you checked out the trailer. Not yet, no. Amusement Park looks fucking weird. It's really, really, really strange. I don't know. What era was it from? It's. I think it was 1973. So it's very. It's, it's early, but it's it's it looks very kind of art house. So I don't think it's in. I'm not sure if it's in the horror vein. I think it's more of the kind of arty side of things, maybe. Um, but I watched the trailer and it just looks fucking weird, very weird. But right. apparently that's coming to Shudder on June June the eighth. Ooh, okay, that's cool. Finally, going to get released. So I'm good. I'm glad that the um, Romero estate will be getting some money and stuff, and so you know, some comeuppance like for comeuppance. That's not the word. Some reimbursement from him being such a amazing person. Uh, so it's good to see the stuff still come out, and it's nice to hear people talking about Giorgio Romero again. It's really cool. Definitely, I oh, love it. Love it. All right, moving on to the other bit of news. Don't breathe too. Yes. Yeah. Can't wait for this, mate. Lovely, lovely picture of Stephen Lang as the blind man with a fucking hammer. And God knows he's up to. <laughs> fucking a hammer? He's <laughs> holding a hammer. But he's holding a, an August release date at the moment. So Fingers um, crossed. Like, that'd be one to fucking do. Oh, I just hope they don't fuck it up, that's all. Um, along with that, there's a, a few other movies which um, I've been watching trailers for. That are coming out in the next couple of months, which I'm going to quickly talk about. We've got Army of the Dead. Mm. Out on Netflix. You see the new poster as well. Yeah, mate. Honestly, it looks it looks beautiful, but we'll see. It's going to be very action orientated, so definitely, yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's going to be very Resident Evil, I think. May the 14th in theaters and May 21st on Netflix. We'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks, which would be awesome. Another little butte, which is due out on theaters and VOD on the same day, May 14th. The Gin. Don't know if you've seen this. The Gin. No, I haven't. I think you've spoke about this before. I'm sure you have. Well, well, the trailer dropped and I watched it and uh, it looks really interesting. It's another kind of dark, insidious sort of thing. I kind of like the look of it. Yeah, I think we've spoke briefly spoke about it before. It reminds. I think when maybe when you were doing your run rundown of films, it's probably on there. But you know, it's just picking up and getting some dates, which is great. Like same with Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, we got another quick look at that with Chris Rock um, picture, you know, looking at a truck. That's out May 14th as well. So May's looking like a busy month. Um, we have a movie called Seance, which looks a bit low budget, but it's like sort of a teen horror. You know, that could be quite interesting. That's out on May 21st from theatres and, and VOD. Um, a Korean one called Ghost Lab is going to drop on May 26th. On Netflix, I saw the DVD cover or the poster cover for a movie called Endangered Species, which is coming out on the 28th of May. Um, Rebecca Romjan Stamos, you know, who's played the original Mystique. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a weird one. It's like it's, I don't know. It's, it's they're on a safari, and then things go a bit wrong. They think they got rammed by a rhino. And then two people go off and to get help, and then they end up being stalked by cheetahs and hyenas. So it, it looks a bit different. Quiet Place Two. It's got a May Finally. a May twenty eighth release. I don't know if these are US dates or what, but May twenty eighth, mate, it's, it's looking good. And then we got the week after 
The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It on June 4th, and HBO Max. That should be dropping on Sky to watch, I suppose. I'll be going to cinema and watch that, for sure. Hell yeah. And then finally, um, towards the end of June, um, 25th, it says theatres, but we'll see. It'll probably have a limited theatre release, but on July 2nd, VOD, Werewolves Within, Josh uh, Rubin's second like follow-up. Awesome. The trailer dropped today. And I've seen that, yeah. I'll have to go and watch that. Will, because it looks so much fun. He seems to have got a style. Um, He's a great witty kind of scriptwriter as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's I, very, like, I like the language. The language is very interesting, and the witty. And I like that, so that's so good. There are a few others that are coming down the pike. There's like a, a great, another shark movie coming in July, which is going to be good, called Great White. Another Purge movie in July. Obviously, we've got The Green Knight, which is sort of like in the set in the Arthurian era, which is at the end Posters of Posters look fucking mental for that. Yeah, they've released quite a few. One looks like Groot. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're putting... They, they, we'll, we'll see. We might... What, what it's about, but Suicide Squad might be a, a push. So <laughs> we know Suicide Squad 2 is out in... Uh, well, the Suicide Squad is out in August. That could be worth it. There's a lot of blood and gore in that one. And then obviously Candyman at the end of August. So finally get to see like Jordan Peele's produ- production. So a lot going yeah. on. A lot going on that's coming. And it's just, it's quite exciting when the cinema's open in a week. Uh, Monday or, you know, a week today, as you like, if you're listening to it today. So hopefully we'll be back and watching some stuff. And get to hold hands in the cinema again. Absolutely. I hope so. So that's my little rundown, but there are also, there's a couple of other things. Um, Host is coming to Amazon Prime. Our, our number one movie from last year is uh, coming on May 7th. Also, it's worth noting that the Kickstarter-backed project, Ghosts, has been um, ticked off. They've got the money, so that'll all be going ahead next year. And then finally, the most exciting news. Sure. Well, there's a lot of news, but Str- Strange Things 4 are going to be releasing four trailers in the next couple of weeks. I've and seen the teaser. Yeah. It doesn't give much away, apart from, like, it looks like it's um, kind of touching on Eleven's past again. Kind of. Yeah. Looking at the kids' powers, like the rest of them. Is okay. there more out there? There has got to be. Unless, yeah. I don't think they killed them all. I don't know. It'd be quite interesting to see where that's going, but there's going to be some more goodness. We, and, we, and we had a thing from Finn Wolfhard, like you said in the last episode, where he said it looks like next year. So, yeah, I don't know. But Although the, the trailers are dropping, I really hope they've changed. They're just, um, just kind of like just a curveball and it does actually come out in October or something like that. I hope so. That would be epic. But yeah, that's me. That's all the news I could find. Lots of going on. Right, so that's all the news you got then? Yeah, what you got, dude? Well, first of all, um, I want to talk about a Funko that's getting released. Um, they're releasing an Aliens Ripley Funko, and she's in the power loader. It's amazing. It looks so I know, cool. I saw, I saw you post that on our Instagram. Fucking yeah, it's an exclusive, exclusive to Forbidden Planet, but you can't pre-order it. You literally have to go in and, and get it, but I'm sure... Scalpers will be selling that one off. So, but that looks really, really cool. Well, I might um, make a trip. When's it out? I might make a trip to Bristol. Um, I don't know. I think it's next. Think it's next month. You need to find out the date, mate. Because I might make a trip to Bristol. Yeah. So that's that's come that's that's coming out. So that's really cool. 
Um, and also, I thought you might like this one. Well, there's a couple of bits of news I've got that you're going to um, be interested in, to be honest. So, first of all, there's um, a movie being picked up from a comic that Dark Horse did called Lady Killer. And this sounds really, really cool. So, it's basically um, coming to Netflix. And it's by Diablo Cody that did Jennifer's Body. So, she will be writing the adaptation. Ooh. And um, Blake Lively will probably be in it, which was which is interesting because she's always great. So it, apparently, uh, the plan is for Lively to play Josie Schuller. Uh, by all appearances, she is the perfect 1950s housewife, but when she's not catering to the needs of her family, she leads a secret life as a highly trained killer for hire. She really likes a second job, and her husband has no idea. But the comic looks cool. It looks really, really kind of really violent and bloody that's what we like to see we might have another another cool kind of comic book adaptation coming out again so that that looks really really cool um the other thing i want to talk about which i thought was great news that kind of teams up with this because jennifer's body we're gonna have a bit of synergy here we're gonna go over um and we're gonna talk about megan fox is going back to another horror movie and this looks really, really cool. Um, so apparently it's a film called Till Death. And it's about a woman that wakes up handcuffed to her dead husband. And um, the hired killers are now coming back to finish the job. What that means, I don't know. Um, but she's got to survive it, which sounds pretty cool. And it does sound a bit like Gerald's Game. Yeah, well, the the pitch the picture that we saw is very similar with the bed and the handcuffs, obviously. But it's obviously she's not handcuffed to the bed; she's handcuffed to him. So she's yeah, going to be able yeah. to maneuver herself around the, the I house. Bet she has to like chop, chop his hand off or something, so she's oh. running around with his arm like hanging off the the handcuffs or something. Pretty awesome. I'm I'm excited to see her in something new. I mean, she did that Rogue, didn't she? Recently, I haven't watched mm. it yet. Um, and you know, she's good in the Turtles movies. Why not? Eh? Turtles. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm excited to see her back on the screen. She's, you know, grown up, she had a, you know, she had a baby. Still looks good. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. The um the last bit of news, and I'm very, very surprised at you, Paul, that you haven't covered this. It's not a very good bit of news, unfortunately. Uh but it it's kind of a bit of both really. Bit of bad, bit of good. So Killer Clowns, as remember we were talking about, was supposed to be going to a series on sci-fi. Remember us talking about that on a previous episode? I do. So apparently that's all fell flat. Yeah, I don't know why you want to bring it up. Why would you even bring it up? Because it's got a little bit of a good side to it. Okay. So have you read about this or not? No. Okay. So basically, sci-fi were going to chuck two million at the project, and the Cheerdo brothers were like, well, you know, we we made the movie for near enough that back in the 80s. And we kind of wanted to go kind of a, a bit more on this, you know what I mean? And apparently MGM agreed with them and they were like, no, we want to do this properly. Um, so apparently they've got like a, they said a trilogy idea that's absolutely amazing. But it won't be a trilogy. It'll be more like a quadrilogy because they've got like the first movie and then the next three. So they've literally got three movie ideas already in the bag ready to go centered uh, around the clowns yeah yeah absolutely so it's like 
It's the, it's the kind of good thing that MGM don't want to just be, do a cheap knockoff version because their argument was like Critters came out and it wasn't that great. So, but they want to put a lot of money and they want to make it really, really good and the effects are really good and take the time on the story and stuff like that. So, there's a very big positive out of this and the fact that MGM are backing them as well. Is, and let's get let's be honest here, right? You know, we don't we we love Killer Clowns for what it was, but there's no fucking story whatsoever. And that's the beauty oh, no. about it. It's just fucking crap, but so crap that it's good, you know. And it's beautiful, it's colourful, but I don't know. Maybe it doesn't need to be too polished. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't think that that's the fact. I just think two million in today's budget is not a lot. No, if they Especially want to do, put people show. in costumes and stuff like that, then yeah. We don't want to see no. I don't want to see no Alan Patrol. I want to see costumes. It's got to be in it. But they are not going to do anything else. That's their trade. It will all be special effects. No. Cool. Puppetry. Be good. So no longer a sci-fi series, but they're having free movies. Hopefully. Okay. Watch the space. I'm all for it. (laughs) (laughs) All for the merch. Send me a (laughs) t-shirt. Is that it then? Is that all we got? I mean, that's that, was everything, dude. that was a lot. That was a lot of news. That's cool. We yeah, well, there's lots of stuff happening now. The balls are rolling. The, you know, the clapper boards are clapping. The actors are acting. The show is on the road, mate. We're going to get some good stuff for our eyeballs. I like that, mate. And we, we, you know, that's what we're we're on this planet for at the moment. To be honest, is just to be entertained entertained are you not entertained <laughs> right anyway let's move on to our uh, main review every journey has its road and every road sooner or later comes to a crossing a sudden juncture and only one choice to make that crossing arrived for us too but no one could have imagined that it would change our fates forever <laughs> It's showtime. This episode's main review is a movie that Matt found um, called Shortcut. uh, And it's about a mysterious creature that terrorizes five teenage friends after their bus takes a shortcut on a desolate road in the wild. Matt. Yes. What? Well, this one and is, is, is a very clever marketed kind of film. Um, they obviously thought about it because I was at work and I walked past it and I was like, oh, that caught my eye. And the front of the cover is is in the the Stranger Things font. Um, and it has been apparently quite a big hit in America and it did pretty well on VOD. Um, so I thought, oh, that's interesting. So I read the back and didn't give much away and I didn't want to find out anything more about it. So I just thought, let's let's give it a try, because we've never really done one that's like a new release that's off the shelf rather than streaming. So it's like, it's in stores and it's online to buy. And yeah, so I thought um, we'd just give it a try, give it a whirl, see what it's like. Um, And it's an interesting one, because there's things in this movie I liked, and there's things I didn't like. Um, For instance... There's a few things that just are unexplained, which I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being a bit more picky, 
but it can't. I'd like to have a little bit more explained to me. What did you think about it? Um, musically, it was all right. Um, the acting was a bit ropey. It didn't have anyone of note, which is fine. But introducing, as far as I'm concerned, five new, you know, child actors and stuff like that. It was a good for what it was. Um, with the budget, it looked, you know, shootable during the um pandemic if it was it's like um interesting set not a bad idea like behind it um some of the special effects weren't were pretty good i like the there was a creature feature well, well yeah yeah that's that, i mean that's the one thing i will give it is the effects uh were, were quite good on the creature but as the way it was filmed was superbly filmed absolutely brilliantly filmed like the way it was shot the locations really really good but they obviously there's things that I just think that they they kind of obviously took these five young kids and obviously they're not like they've not been well versed in the acting kind of like you know world they're obviously plucked out of probably like drama schools and stuff like that um you know so yeah I I look I I don't want to be down on this movie because it's like it tries it tries in areas but then it fails in some areas um but it has a good try to be something endearing and some something quite nice and it's very gateway kind of horror so I'm not I didn't expect you when I watched it I knew that you wouldn't like like it loads because it's not the sort of thing you know, it's not it's not the sort of thing that me and you now at our age would go. Ah, oh, you know, it's 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 great. You know, because it's not it's not got enough gore. It's not got enough um, kind of like reason. In well, the biggest reason for me is that there's not really any deaths that matter to the kids that much. So, spoiler alert: like oh, we get, we none get, of the kids get killed. We get two deaths, but we get peril and we get terror and we get suspense. And we get almost, you know, the you know, the moments where they're almost going to die, and almost. Yeah, that, and another that, one's this almost is the problem. Die. This is the problem I have with the movie is the fact that the that there's almost peril, but there's not. It needed one of them to die for them to turn around and want to stay there and kill this 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 creature, because it just it wasn't enough. Kids that age would just run away and shit themselves, and 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 I get that they're trying to be a team, they're trying to work together. But it just didn't it didn't gel enough for me because they just I think one of them needed to die for them to basically be angry enough to go, let's do this. Let's try and kill this creature. Yeah, one death would have been fine. I mean, I don't really think the bus driver like getting it was enough. But again, the creature was good. And the way they did like suspense in the bus was really good, which was really good. And like when it was circling the bus, there was some like you know they, I thought they did some good reaction shots. And when it got in the bus, I thought it was fucking great, you know. And it was just like there was there was some moments. I mean the location's fucking perfect. The fact that bus was awesome, like it was so really ridiculously different. Yeah. And like where it was set in the tunnels and stuff, that again was fantastic. Location great. That's what I mean. Like the filming location, the filming was great. Yeah, really, really picked a good shot there. But can, um, can, I, can I ask a question though? What did you know why they were there and why they were travelling on this bus and where no, they were no going? No idea. And that, that's what annoyed me a bit. I, was like, I don't know where they were going to. I don't know why they were all on the bus. I don't know why there was only fucking five of them. I, 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 don't, I don't know any of their backstory, you know, anything like that. 
So, and then there's that the, the really weird thing again. It's kind of not explained. It's almost like a bit cut out. It's like they they kind of flash back to the pub where the the rather large kid, obviously, like you know, he's eating whilst talking, and they're just like lose, using that whole fat kid trope. He's talking to some kind of either a cop or journalist, and it doesn't really explain why. And he's sat there and he's talking about, and that's how they shoehorn this killer at the start. That's obviously a bit of a, a, a heel turn, but but why? Why was he there? What? And that, it's just really weird. The plot holes on that was really strange. The, the, it just didn't even explain who that guy was really. But yeah, was, I don't really understand the, like, the relationships between any of them as well. Whether they liked each other, or they didn't like each other, or they started to like each other again. All that sort of stuff was pretty rough. And I and what really annoyed me was the roundup at the end. I don't fucking like it when movies do that anyway. But like that was just pointless. I wanted. What do you mean the the summary kind of like the way it all panned out afterwards? So, yeah, the voiceover at the end, you know. <laughs> And we were gonna, we'd become really good friends. Have you, have you, did you really, you know, you sort of got, got off easy, I thought. But weird, the weird thing that I did find as well, that there's some, it's obviously the five children are English. The bus driver's American. The main guy that apparently that, that this is centers around that lost his sister to this thing is American. So are they in America? Are they in England? I thought it was England. Nope. It's not England. Is it not? No, because it's real. This is what's really confusing. At the end, if you look at the police car, it's not a police car. It has a completely different name on the side of the car. And I looked it up, and I think it's either Italy or Germany because it's shot in Italy and Germany. And also, the directors are, I think, from. Italy as well. Oh, well, there you go. That's, that's foreign, foreign director, I think. What I said at the start was fucking bo- bollocks. <laughs> What's that? Said it was a UK-based movie. Well, no, but it could be. It could be a uk but It looks like it could be a UK-based movie. Well, but like only way. because I digged into deeper, because I was confused about the police car at the end. That's. I was like, that doesn't say police on the side of the car. It says something, last something. And I was like, oh, it must be must be shot somewhere else. And that's what confused me. Well, they could have had the car facing forward with the lights on. You didn't have to see the side of the car. What did the I lunar eclipse What did the lunar eclipse have to do with it? That obviously it was something to do with the creature, wasn't it? That it comes out at well, only comes out. I thought that was gonna like I thought at the end they could have done like they would just got out of the tunnel and then I thought maybe oh here's a good twist. The fucking lunar eclipse is suddenly gonna happen. A lunar hang on. No or well I thought it was just gonna go dark. They didn't. They never mind. They just burned. they just ran at and were tor- ran at the creature with torches for fucking eighty five minutes. Mm. But yeah, there were some ropey bits and stuff like that. Um, but I liked it when Queenie was being eaten. You know, but well, maybe uh, that's what I mean. Maybe she should have died. Yeah, I don't know. One of them. You're right. Some one of them should have died. You know, it, I like the simplicity of it, and like I said, the pretty cool looking creature, sort of weird. Not werewolf, some fucking, you know, tunnel dwelling weird thing. It was just a weird looking creature. I kind of like that. What's that movie? Is it almost a little bit jeepers creepersy <laughs> in places? I felt. It's yeah. Weird. Just not the production value, but never mind. <laughs> I don't know. It's about it's about around about one million pounds. Now, who gives people a million pound? <laughs> That's well, it's, it's done pretty well. 
they're good cameras on it. They're like you said, they had some good editing on it as well. But again, some of the story. I thought, yeah, I mean, some of the shots were fantastic with the lights and stuff coming through the tunnels and the use of light is fantastic. So you never know. I mean, this this person might be given some more budget for a different movie and have a different writer. Because I looked, I went and had a look at what they've done. They haven't done loads and loads, so it's something that they might get more going forward. So well, I mean, that's why I'm not. I don't want to be completely like, oh my god, this film was terrible because it wasn't, and it wasn't amazing either. It was just okay. Yeah, and it was I'm really sure it comes in at about one twenty-five. Yeah, exactly. That's sure. New production company, like Darkland Productions. I've heard of them before. Hmm. So, yeah, we'll have to watch out for that. See what they pull out. So, yeah, not bad. Good, good, uh, solid, probably four out of ten for me. Yeah, I'd probably go for four out of ten as well. Yeah, so uh, there's not really much else to say about that movie. No, it, was, it, it, was it wasn't fun. great and it wasn't, it wasn't amazing. It's just kind of middle of the road. So, you know, you know, it's worth a punt. If it comes free on something, maybe give it a watch. But don't expect the world from the acting. No, hopefully we're now moving into a world where we've got a few good ones. Co- well, a few, you know, p- proper horrors coming. Well, not proper. I don't want to say proper because this was decent horror. But it's just, uh, I don't know. Just we're going back to the cinema, hopefully, for the next one. We need hopefully. we need a couple of big budget movies, don't we, really? We need some, some something to whet the appetite and get in, our teeth into. In the next month, we've definitely got Army of the Dead to talk about. And we've definitely got at least... You know, I, I just hope that too many, not too many are on top of each other, but like Quiet Place 2 is definitely going to be one that we're going to be talking about. All right, dude. I don't know what's on the next episode where we'll have to have a think. Um, there's a few that are coming out. Um, we'll let you know. Let's move on to our Something to Scream About. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Alright, this episode is something to scream about. We are going to be discussing In Search of Darkness 2. We did a massive... Uh, rundown of all all the years that they bought for us uh, for the project last year we didn't back the project well we already backed the project i suppose so it's all the money on the back of that and we didn't purchase the dvd this round or blu-ray did we we didn't get all the goodies this time around um but uh, it did drop on shutter quite quickly so now we get to have a look at we're going to discuss it year by year and on this episode we will bring you 1980 and 1981 um, so let's kick it off with uh, 1980. The first movie on the on the docket was a film called Inferno. Have you seen it, Matt? No, I haven't. What did you think about the uh, about it when you saw it? Something that you want to watch? Um, I'm I'm not a massive fan of Italian horror. Um, I'll, I'm just going to be honest, mate. I, I don't think I've seen enough. Um, I've seen a couple of Italian horrors and it's it's just I'm not I'm not really into it like a lot of people out there but I I you know it looks interesting um and maybe I should give a few more a, a go like maybe some of the more 
kind of less art house ones, if there are less art housey ones. Well, yeah, the first one we get is like in Agento. I mean, these are like almost this. This whole, I think we feel like these are going to be the sort of B movies. You know, we've got the A movies for the first one. These are going to be movies that perhaps we haven't seen yet. Yeah, they've definitely gone uh, deeper for this one. But it was a it was a Dark Rio Gento movie. Uh, I'm not really sure if I'll probably go and watch it, to be honest. But it it was uh, yeah. The next one, however, <laughs> yeah, but we are definitely doing for a future episode. It was called Humano- Humanoids from the Deep. We've seen this poster of like a lady in a bikini with some eyes. She's laying down, and we're like, mm, okay, it looks weird. What they showed us in the dock was some weird swamp thing fucking rape movie. Did you? It, it looks fucking mental. It looks like an exploitation movie. I didn't know it was um, like that at all. I thought it was like a really, really like stripped back kind of B movie thing, like a like just one kind of like a creature from the you know Black Lagoon type thing. I didn't realise it was like full on kind of carnage trauma type like just mentalness um, but I really do want to see it does that make me sick <laughs> no because I, I want to see it too <laughs> well I am sick so maybe that maybe that is right but um, yeah this one this one just looks fun man Fucking... <laughs> that does look fun it just looks fun it does look fun yeah, the special effects look ridiculous. And like you've hit it on the head, it looks like some weird trauma fucking movie. I, I really was interested in, in that one, to be honest. Deep. I need to get hold of that. I think, I'm pretty I think. sure it's on Amazon Prime. All right, I'll have a look out for that one. But um, yeah, that was good. Um, the next one we get, I haven't seen either. Um, Mother's Day? Yeah, this was remade. And I, I've not even seen the remake actually either. But again, talking about sick films, it looks pretty messed up. Fucking no! I mean, it's all, it's just dropped on Shudder as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it then. <laughs> Maybe you might have to. <laughs> well, right, but it's, a lot of people will talk about it as being pr- a pretty good movie. And I mean, I've, I've seen it at work and I've picked it up and I've looked at it. But, you know, what this documentary does, it obviously shows you quite a lot of the kind of story in there quite a lot I don't know that's why I was like I don't know if I want to continue watching this because it's giving a lot away and I really want to watch the movies because like to be honest a lot that we're talking about right now I've hardly seen yeah and I'm 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 ashamed of myself so I do need to go and watch Mother because it looks fucked up that's why I love this doc though because it just looks it's like bringing a thing I mean this movie is basically two brothers kidnap and brutalise three women for the pleasure of their demented mother. And you can compare it to the likes of Spit on Your Grave and uh, Last House on the Left, I think, for its debauchery. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word for it. I don't yeah. know how it's going to settle down in these times. But we'll see. This next one, though, um, we get a piece of Jamie Lee Curtis goodness, because she, she did quite a lot. I mean, this follows on from um, Halloween that she was in um, Prom Night and stuff like that. She was in quite a few movies in the uh, early 80s after Halloween. Um, this next one's called Terror Train, another one that I am desperate to see. And this one is on Amazon Prime for for, for, for free nuggets. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, yeah. I've, I actually bought this movie probably just before we went into the first lockdown. 
Uh, I bought it. It was on the 88 Films um, range. And I've got it, and it's sat on, in the cellophane on my shelf still. We need. Because to... I've heard nothing but good things about it. This is definitely a future rewatch because I believe neither of us has seen it. It's Jamie Lee okay. Curtis, and we need to get it on to our. You know, we need to watch this one to, you know, see all of her career. And it looks like a weird slasher on a train. Why not? Pfft. I mean, what more do you need to know? It looks it's fucking great. A lot of people sing praises of this movie. And say that she's brilliant in it as well. Well, she definitely has her scream in it. This next one that was on 1980, from 1980, Alligator. Now, this is one... You've seen this, right? Yes, I've seen this a lot. I think I've seen this when I was a very young kid. I'm pretty sure me and my sister watched it when we were really young, but I, I can't remember it. Oh, mate, I remember this vividly. We, Me and my brothers, I used to watch this all the fucking time. An alligator coming from the sewers eating people. Fucking great. Uh, all day. This, this we're, we're, went, like in New York, people were getting worried because they were putting their pets down the toilets. When they, yeah, yeah. Saying that they were growing massive, like, alligators down there. Well, it's got Robert Forrester. It's got the great Robert Forrester in it as well. Mm. Yeah, it says the cast is fantastic, but, like... um. <sighs> It's, it's a scene that it showed, though. I love that bit where it's like the, the alligator's terrorising a wedding or something. It's yeah. Like against the limo. It's one of those classic, <laughs> classic scenes as well where, you know, you're chucking a kid into the pool and the fucking alligator's in the pool. Yeah. We've spoke about it. I think you picked that, yeah. actually. It's one of your um, animals in horror thing or something like that. Oh. But it's... Um... Yeah, it's, it's it, the alligator and it's really great as well. I think you can get it. I think you can get out there like alligator one and two on the same kind yeah, of there's, package. There's a second. <laughs> that's, that's a really good one. So that's like 1980. So, so 1980 brings us six movies to talk about. And there's, oh no, there's one more. Sorry, I, I do apologise. This one was weird. I don't think I'm really sure if I want to watch this one. Altered States? Yeah, this is I've, this is actually in my watch list because I've I've always heard things about this, and uh, but I have to watch in the, the, the 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 kind of clips. I'm not. I'm, it's so weird. It looks so so weird and out there. Um, but I'm willing to give it a try. You know, right. and, it's William Hurt, right? Mm-hmm. William Hurt was in Tron. Is that right? No, that was uh, Jeff Bridges, wasn't it? Yeah, Jeff Bridges. But it's sort of similar in terms of, and Lawmower Man, though I put it in that sort of, like, in terms of the graphics and stuff like that. that they sort of yeah, it just it looks fucking weird. It does look really fucking weird. There's some proper, like, use weird use of this, like, bubble technology where they put the bubbles in the skin and stuff like that. It, it, it looks really wonderful, like, your special effects um, on it. But it was, it's... It's fucking weird, and I don't. I don't like William Hurt. I find his face annoying. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. He's one of those actors, like, um, yeah, that I just like. I just don't like his face. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this one because of him. There we go. Um, who was the special effects? David Domia. Who did uh, the Running Man and stuff like that? So yeah, interesting. Um, but I don't know about that one. For me, that's not. It's sci-fi horror again on the lines of Scanners. It's sort of like in that era, 
but I don't know. It's, just, I, it's one that you're going to pick one day, and I'm going to have to watch. And I think <laughs> I don't think I'm going to run out and go and watch it. So that's 1980. So yeah, let's move on to uh, 1981. See what uh, fun they bought us. Well, the first one, talking about fun, the first movie is called The Fun House. Have you seen this one? I really, really, really want to see this. This is, this is hard to get. It's yeah. hard to get. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, they put it out in America, um, but you you can't buy it over here yet, and it's not available. I'm sure you can get like dodgy copies of it and stuff like that. But I've been wanting wanting to see this for a long time because it's Toby Hooper. Yeah, Toby Hooper movie. You can watch it and um, on Prime Video for two pound forty nine. Was it on Prime? Is it for two pack for to rent though? So yeah, see, I really want to buy it though. I just like it, yeah, you want a nice special edition, yeah. But yeah. yeah, again, I've heard so many people talk about this movie, and it's just one on my list. And I, I, I'll be honest, I've got a list on my phone of basically potential um, kind of movies from the vault, and I'll be honest, this is on my movies of the vault. I shouldn't really tell you that, but it's on that list because I've really wanted to watch it for a long 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 time well this one was about if anyone wants to know it's about four teenagers visit a local carnival for the night of innocent amusement amusement they soon discover however that there is nothing innocent or amusing there at all it looks fun man anything set in an amusement park it's going to be like through the ghost train all that sort of shit it's going to be good fun man love it um Next movie for 1981 is one called The Final Conflict. Seen this bad boy? Nope. <laughs> Knew anything about it before going in? No, I don't, I've never heard of this movie. Well, it's Demon. It's um, The Omen Free. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. yes. The I, Omen, you know, the, I know about it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it's the third Omen movie. Yeah. Basically, yeah. And it stars Sam Neill. As, uh, yeah, I love Sam Neill, though. It's, he's amazing. He's in, he's in office. And and it's all culty and stuff like that. So he's, this is like, because what the second one he was a bit older and he was at like military school. military camp, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, Sam Neill was one of those guys where he's hit and miss for me. I mean, he's great in Peaky Blinders, but I can love him. I think he's brilliant. He's brilliant. But it's old Sam Neill, like well young Sam Neill, I suppose. And it's all about all going to be quite culty. It's an hour forty eight. I, I don't know, man, because I saw I really want. There's another movie called Method of the Madness. Method of the Madness, I think it's called, and it's like, and I, again, it's hard to kind of get hold of that. And I want to see him in that. And I've seen him in Possessed, which is like really fucking crazy film that I need to lend to you actually. Right. But yeah, I really like him. I really like him. I think he's great. But I've never seen this movie again. I've seen the other two, but not this one. That's a weird. All right, well, then we get. Friday the 13th Part 2. So they gave us lots of Friday the 13th in the first first one, but they never gave us Friday the 13th Part 2 in 1981. And this is the first time, you know, we get old Jason. Burlip. Old Old burlap sack. <laughs> burlap, that's a burlap sack. Burlap sack. Oh, we should have kept the burlap sack. <laughs> this isn't I don't whole... know. Like that, you know, Corey from Slipknot said he... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The bur- burlap sack was all right, but I do prefer him in the hockey mask, if I'm honest. This is full all, of... All my era, I think. Well, we're going to be... We've done Friday the 13th, so we're going to do Friday the 13th Part 2 at some stage. Oh, Both... It's a classic. It's a brilliant movie. I love yeah. them all. They've got all got good things about it. Yeah. The deaths are that like, great, and it's got that, you know, that real slasher tone. And I fucking, I fucking love this one. So, 
I love I love the fact I always remember the bit like the main girl I can't remember her name in it she's fucking brilliant but the way she just head fucks him by putting like like literally his mum's like jumper on and trying to like psych him out and shit I always remember that bit but she's really good in it I really really like her and she's brilliant but it's a great movie I mean I love them all I used to have them all on VHS lined up on my shelf, man. I wish I still fucking had them. Ah, they're so much. They're so expensive on fucking VHS now. Oh well, never mind. <laughs> what about this next one? I mean, this is, um, I suppose, another slasher. Graduation Day, which I've not seen. No, I haven't seen it either. A masked killer begins murdering students on the school track team after a track runner dies upon completion of a thirty-second, two hundred meter race. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I put this one as uh, one that I want to watch. It's on Amazon at the moment to watch. It had some good, it's a bit like, no, I'm not going to say the lines of Sleepaway Camp, but sort of that ilk, I don't know. This no, could be totally, a, yeah. Could be a hidden gem, mm. as far as I'm concerned. I know what you mean, yeah. Definitely. So, I'll be, uh, I'll be looking out for that. I think that might be, that might make, that'll make it onto my, you know, my movie from the vault list. This next one, I, I expect you to pick. I don't know if you're going to remember which one this next one is. It's called The Bougens. <laughs> oh, The Bougens. The Bougens. I've never fucking heard of this. Ever, ever heard of it. When it came up on the documentary, I was like, are they having a laugh? I was like, this is not... I've never seen this. I've never seen it in the video shop. Never seen anybody talk about it online. I've never heard of any limited editions I've never I'll be honest I've never ever in my whole life heard of this movie but I want to fucking see it <laughs> it's creatures it's it's little, little creatures weird weird deformed alien slug things I don't know what the fuck they are they're the boogans mate the boogans that's all you need to know it's like the ghoulies don't need to know anything else these are the boogans uh, fucking hell it's just kind of... I don't know what the fuck I mean, this is like this is like when I I suppose Basket Case and like was out and stuff, and it's oh, sort of like again yeah. that wrinkly fucking weird monster they can put together. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. The fucking I, I can see where like you know the Ghoulies got their ideas from, and you know quite a lot of other movies. You know, it must have been from like films films like that. But this is another. It's just ridiculous. It's not one that I is even crossed my path. How depressing. But how exciting the fact that these got you know this documentary is bringing it to our attention, so we can now go and fucking go and find these bad boys because there's yeah. a, a plethora of movies that I'm going to be going hunting for. I mean, this is an expensive documentary to watch. Well, that's the thing. It's just like it's kind of it's kind of, it's really good because it is now it's pointing. That even though we thought you know we 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 know a lot about horror, you know, there's a lot that that we are still to get into, but. Sometimes they're the best ones where we don't, you know, where we haven't seen them. Um, and I can't wait to watch some of these. Um, I'm definitely getting the, bo- the Bogans. Bogans? Bogans? The Bogans, yeah. I expect, Bogans. To see a copy. <laughs> expect to see a copy of that if you can. No, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to fucking try and hunt down the VHS, mate. <laughs> Probably about 100 quid. Yeah, man. What about this weird cult movie next one, Dead and Buried? Probably not one that I'm going to run out and see straight away. But weird, a suspenseful horror film set in a small coastal town where after a series of gory murders committed by the mobs of town people against visiting Tories, tourists. And it's got Robert England in it as well. 
Yeah. Who's young Robert England? Before V. And it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? But it, it does look interesting. Um, it does sound quite cool. Um, very kind of like, yeah, like weird. Just, you know, reanimated corpses come back to life and yeah. attack people sort of in a weird way. Kind of, I'm all for that, but I don't know. I thought I always remember the cover. Always remember seeing the cover. Just something about it didn't something about it for me didn't really hit the note i don't know why i think because of some of the other films on that list were like right up our street that's the problem yeah this next one for instance probably is probably more up our street it's banned it's a banned one called nightmare nightmare it's what this was fucking weird man a mental patient embarks on a murder spree upon escaping from an institution classic story classic story he's got no mask um, but again, it looks a bit like a, you know, a bit of an exploitation movie. Mm. That era, I suppose. It's sort of like. You can uh, buy that on 88 films, I think, at the moment still. And I, cause I, again, I always pick it up and look at the cover. Um, and it's again one of those movies where I'm like, I'm interested to watch it. Like, you know. I think so. Lots of films, man. Lots, so yeah, much. lots, lots of films. And the final one is Saturday the 14th. Remember that? Well, I don't ever remember this. I mean, is it? It's not a spoof, is it? It was trying to be a. It was trying to be a slasher, wasn't it? Or it wasn't a, t- a piss take. Again, I've, I've not. I've not heard of this one. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's a comedy fantasy horror, but. But it's not a piss take of Friday the Thirteenth, which is what I thought it was. But it's quick movies, an hour and fifteen. Um, a family inherits an old mansion which houses the dangerous book of evil that was all the monsters of the world trapped inside it. So there's another like monsters, it sort of reminds like spookies and stuff like that. There's a lot of monsters coming back to life and you know, mm-hmm. terrorising, but this looks a bit more comedy. Maybe a bit more house. Kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Never seen it. It just, again, it's, it's sort of a nod back to the universal monsters, I suppose. That sort of trope. Should be could be quite fun. Could be quite interesting. It's got Jeffrey Tambor in it, so it's not could a bad. One. Yeah, but that's a rounder for the first two years. And they had some other buttes in there. They were talking about. They went deep into Italian horror. Italian horror. <laughs> there. God, too deep. Eyes. It's just all the eyes. Yeah, all the eyes and stuff. Man. All those fucking weird yellow covers. <laughs> but it looks like it. They they did take all the good things from America and just like turned it into their own. And I guess Americans look at it differently because it came over really badly dubbed and all this sort of stuff. But it had a weird old market. Oh, I don't know. It's fucking interesting. The old Italians, they're fucking crazy. <laughs> but fucking good. Like demons. Oh, my God. There's some real fucking nasty shit that come down as it come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so next episode, we'll bring you... Uh, the years 1982 and 1983. Look forward to that one, bud. Right, I do. Look forward to that. Probably more, more, loads more films I haven't seen. Let's move on to our movie from the vault. Let's do it. That's weird. No, no. Happy birthday, Billy. <laughs> so, on this, this episode's movie from the vault, I decided to pick Spookies, 
Now, we both haven't seen this movie. Um, I picked up the VHS and Paul's seen the VHS over my house, right? And the I have. I fucking box... love, the, I love the look of the... the uh, you've got a massive ex-rental. Yeah, it's, a, it's like proper nice ex-rental copy with beautiful artwork. And I, I literally have never seen this movie. And so I thought it'd be a good one to pick. So, without further ado... I'm going to tell you a little bit about about this movie if I can. <laughs> so, a sorcerer tries to sacrifice a group of people inside his house with the intention of using their vitality to keep his wife alive. Kind of. Is that know. what it's about? Well, <laughs> <laughs> this film is fucking batshit, right? Let's just put it out there. First of all, I do apologise in some sorts of ways because I don't know about you but I wasn't expecting this at all at all I thought Um, it was supposed to be a comedy horror well yeah where was the comedy I mean apart from uh, mate it's just it's got some of the worst acting ever yeah like literally um, it's got the weirdest but in a good way we'll get on to this (laughs) the weirdest kind of put together kind of plot storyline that sometimes makes sense and then other times it doesn't. I think it's missing an hour. And and I can only (laughs) apologise. Mate, I was gripped because I didn't know what the fuck I was watching. I was expecting to sit back, relax with a fucking and watch something like Repossessed. Or, I don't know, something kind of jolly. Um, what I got was, you know, again, women are subservient sort of movie. Oh, some weird fucking almost Jimmy Savile pedophile moments at the fucking start of it. That, like a weird the sort of, is it Renfield sort of character? Um, I suppose his little helper monkey who was just what? Cat. He was a cat. A cat? Yeah, he was a cat. What do you mean he was a cat? He was a cat man. Is that what he... Okay, did I don't... Did you not hear him purring? And like... He was... Cha- he could change... So he's like cat people. He could change his... What he looked like. Basically, he looked like Nightcrawler from X-Men. He really did. I just couldn't get out of my head. With a weird waistcoat. I don't forget the hook for a hand. Yeah, but he was really, really... He had one hand. One hand and then the hook on the other. Oh mate, but he was really no explanation. he was really creepy and he was coming on to that little kid at the the thirteen year old at the start in a really weird but way. I've Paul, I thought I'd missed like twenty minutes to half hour of the first bit of the movie. Because the way it starts is just like some random child let's be honest, Billy, right? Let's go talk about Billy. He's got some fucking balls because he's walking through a fucking dark wood all on his own, he decides to just stop and have a little picnic. Because he's pissed off because it's his 14th birthday and his mum and dad ain't got him a present. 13th. 13th birthday then, fine. Couldn't give a fucking shit of his birthday, not to be honest. But, so he sat there and then some kind of weird dude comes out and fucking, like some weird, like, drifter pops up and asks for a light. And why's Billy got a freaking lo- nice fucking lighter anyway? Light and uh, fireworks, I thought. Good, you know, kids like fireworks. Pretty good, pretty good uh, lighter, wasn't it, you know? So, 
I, I, I was just confused. I'm like, what's happening? And then, like, this this fucking weird cat dude in the fucking branches that they don't explain about at all. Right. And I literally thought I'd missed half an hour somewhere at the start to explain what the fuck? Why is this boy in the woods in the zone? Why is there a strange cat fucking weirdo, weirdo? And then also this other random stranger. Just so fucking weird. Yeah, but it goes really dark. Like, really dark. Like, where's the comedy? Because that Billy gets fucking buried alive. He well, gets yeah. punched. No, no, hang on. He goes into some house where he, where he thinks that his parents have organised a birthday for him in some random house. <laughs> and and Billy you know, is not a smart smart kid. Don't be like Billy. <laughs> the other thing is his fucking name's on the cake. So unless that's some sorcerer magic, some shit. Well, I'm guessing he was a sorcerer, not a vampire then. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. He's like some fucking weird fucking warlocky kind of dude, isn't he? The guy in the cellar, I can only imagine. A bit yeah, like, right. And then Billy fucking runs off, scared. Gets literally slashed to pizzas by Nightcrawler, Catman. And buried alive. Really dark. Really <laughs> dark start. I was like... <laughs> That's happened. I was impressed. I was like... Because I, I was like, what is going on? He's just fucked that kid up. And then he's kicked him in the fucking open grave. And he's buried him. And you're getting to see that. And I'm like... What's the comedy in that? <laughs> I mean, apart from the acting to do it, but it was fucking... I did I not what. know what was going on. Then you get Duke. Oh, don't even start me on oh. that. Oh, shit, where do we start? Possibly, where do we start? Possibly the worst human <laughs> on screen in a bin bag. <laughs> yeah, what was the outfit about? I mean, I know it's the 80s, but there's no excuse. So they were trying to make him look a bit punk. But they just failed miserably because he is more like he's just like a guy from like the Bronx or something like that. Just a meathead. But they're they're trying to go for that, like that edgy kind of punk edge to him, which which wasn't. It was just it just came across as just a fucking douchebag. You were supposed to think that he was really tough, but he got his ass handed to him by fucking the old the old guy. But yeah, hang on, right let's, let's address the elephant in the room. What the fuck is this old guy just doing there anyway in a full fucking three-piece suit with some girl that's half his age? Lucky man. <laughs> it's just so random. It's just so random that they just decide to go, like they're supposed to be going partying and they just end up going to this derelict, what they think is a derelict house. That's what you do in, in the 80s. Just, there's nothing to do. There's no, like, computer games. So you go round, you drive round until you find a random house and party in it, don't there you? There's no computer games in the 80s. You're having a laugh. You know, <laughs> the internet or whatever. They're in a catch, they're in a weird age group. But the way that Duke talks about Duke, Duke will provide Duke this, Duke that. I just wanted to fucking punch Duke in the fucking face. And when there's that big fight scene, I was like, yes, yeah, smash his face up. Random fight scene. Yeah. Fucking went on like uh, they live, though. I was, I was going to actually say, like, <laughs> I think they were going for that kind of um, record <laughs> with the fight, long fight scene. And it's it's pretty badly choreographed as well, because there were, like, punches being thrown that were way out and not connecting. And, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> They don't get like weird rapey goblins in it as well. Mate, we had we had the muck men that sounded like pig noises making yeah. fart noises. 
we had the fucking demon kind of witch puppety thing that ran after one girl. Um, acid, acid face monster. Yeah, we had the fucking weird kind of like fucking spider woman. Dude, the, like it all become like a bit Asian. Had to be Asian with the spider and whatever yeah, was going and then on there. Sucked that guy dry. That was great. Though. Oh, that hang, was on. hang on, we ain't talked about that fucking prick yet. Some the, the comedy element of it. Some random guy with a puppet. Oh, was that the comedy one? That thought he was funny. On the the VHS cover, is it a car? Uh, like a... No, it's the. It's, I think it's the Muckman. Let me just grab it. So yeah, on the front cover. Oh. The the Muckman, the the Spider Woman, the the skeleton dude. You know what I thought we were going to be watching? What's what? that other weird one with a car and it's like a PG? And it's got like a weird ghosty thing. That's oh, why you're thinking about um, Ghost House. That's why I thought we were going to be watching. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Ghost House is fucking mental. But um, no, yeah, spooky. You got it wrong. Good job. You got the right thing. But um, yeah, there's there is so many different things in this movie. It's just like their possession. It's like straight out of Evil Dead. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's fucking weird, like weird shit going on. Weird American werewolf transformation scene that it was actually a spider, which went on fucking ages, which was actually quite impressive in the end, I suppose. I, I think a lot of the special effects was quite good, actually, for, for kind of like, for what it was. I will say that the special effects were quite cool, yeah. like the creatures, the design of them. The problem is, is that it's just the weirdest plot line, kind of all mismatch, kind of weird shit going on. I've seen this before, though, uh, for Ghoulies and Puppet Master as well, I think, where they, it's the same sort of trope, where they go into a house and, you know, all the, all the weird shit sort of happens. We've seen this before. Um, but I just don't, it just didn't, it went too all over the fucking shot. And the acting was, way off the scale which is probably what's so appealing about it it's so over the fucking top that it's kind of like yeah okay what the fuck are you doing but it was so weird the fucking most important thing about this movie though is that end 15 minutes maybe it's a long time with the with the the escaped bride so let's let's put it in context right so there's this warlock fucking dude whoever he is and he's got a woman that he wants to basically bring back to life. And he's been waiting 70 years. And he, for some reason, it, it doesn't really explain it, but I would imagine he has to kill these people to bring her alive, even though she comes alive halfway through it when only half of them are dead. And that then, then she just goes, hang on a minute, I, I don't like you. I don't want to be with you. And then she just fucks off. And that's where we get to the bit where you're talking about, right? Where she is like trying to get away. Yeah, because you've got this weird subplot of like that. When you've yeah. got these these other people that are, you've got Billy, poor Billy, and then you've got these, you know, and I'll say early twenties uh, push of like trying to find a party and like dying uh, in weird, wonderful ways, 
And then that's not even the central story because it's really supposed to be about this warlock who's bringing back his lover, who's well, he's in love with her, and she's never been in love with him. May I just add? <laughs> did, did, I get... find, did you not find it weird that she did not come across one of the people that were there for the party or whatever it was? Well, yeah, and none of them got away. None of them got away, right? Well, I, I want to talk about Duke for a start. I didn't see him get killed. I just see him get pushed to the side. Literally just got knocked over by that big, scythe skeleton dude, which yeah. fell off the roof and exploded for some reason. <laughs> which again was so fucking random. But that end scene with her after she's escaping and running, when all the dead start coming out of the fucking ground, is probably one of the most impressively dark sequences and how long does it go on for yeah that i've seen in a long time because it was so i mean and i don't know if they did this on purpose and i can't imagine they did but it was really unsettling because she was sort of getting i thought you know she's getting but it was so like the the choreography was fucking all off the shot like you know where she was running back into him and all this sort of stuff it looked daft but at some points but they were like ripping her clothes off and yeah Weird. It got really, really, I spit on your grave all of a sudden. I was, and I was like, like, I was, I was thinking, what is going to happen? I literally thought, yeah. are they going to go there? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, this has gone really dark. And yeah. I was getting like quite uncomfortable watching it, which is fantastic to when you're watching a horror movie. And it's like, whoa, it makes you feel something. I was like, fair play. That's why I had to give it like a proper round. You know, I was like, really. The coming out of the ground was pretty cool as well. Yeah, like, but- I don't think they meant that. I don't know what they meant from that sequence. It was supposed to be funny. or I don't think it's supposed to be funny, but it's just like, fuck, that was dark, man. And like, then she gets away, but she doesn't, you know, and that's lovely, you know, and then they get a big burst of someone through the fucking grave. Fantastic. Don't forget the fucking sorcerer warlock dude's got a son as well, which is all (laughs) fucked up. And he's like a little Jawa. He's wearing a little (laughs) Jawa outfit and he's He's like playing chess with him. Oh, mate, I don't know, it's fucking, yeah, that was another weird thing. But, yeah, it was just fucking bonkers. And that, I like the bit where they were kind of in that room getting old, as the, the, the like, the weird, like, flashes were, cut, like, being chucked at them, and they're, like, getting old. The makeup on them was pretty cool, because they were, like, getting all old and fucking decrepit and shit, and it was like, that's pretty cool. But you, I thought, oh, one of them's going to survive. None of them do. They literally all get killed, I think. I think so. I don't... Again, it, then it, it flipped the storyline, so then it concentrated on her, and I was like... And, I, and, and I'm really sorry, but you know the 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 generic big-breasted gingerbread that was in it? I couldn't help but think, literally every time she was, like, being attacked or scared, it sounded like she was making sex noises. Literally. I was like, what is going on with her? So weird. Exactly. Mama. <laughs> well, that was great. <laughs> so special effects on this is um John Dodds who did oh he did Deadly Spawn uh okay and he did the monsters as well so he did mm, don't ruin my Matt's facts sorry can we move on to a Matt's facts then yeah we can because, I'll, because, I, I've, because... Got, I've got some answers for you okay please do give me some which, give me some which I doing some digging and finding out some things and watching some YouTube videos and doing some digging 
found I, I found a nice few bits of chunky news about this, but but it makes me love it quite quite a lot. I don't know why, but I just got a little like it's just so batshit that I, I liked it. Anyway, I'll move on. So originally this movie was called um, was actually going to be called Twisted Souls. So there's a story behind this, so I hope you're ready. <clears throat> I shall begin. There's a guy in the UK. His name is Michael Lee. Now you won't know who he is until I tell you what company he owns, and then you'll know who he is. So this guy is the guy that owned Vipco Films, the founder of Vipco. I'm sure you've got a few of his dirty films in your uh, cabinet back there. But anyway, he was... He was the guy that literally bought up loads of movies from America and over it that that basically got banned. And then he would distribute them through his label. And all the covers, I don't know out there if you remember, they were always black and they literally had like gold writing or blue writing or red. And it was just like, say, the title of the film, like The Nostril Picker or, you know, Stage Fright. And it literally wouldn't have any pictures on it either, which was really annoying because obviously they're all banned movies. So he wanted to get them out and distribute them. And he made a lot of money off of this. And then he decided, because he was getting so bored of bringing out just all loads of of, of kind of like stuff that always got banned, he thought, well, I've got loads of money. Why don't I just go and make a movie? So he went to America and he got these guys on board. So Thomas Duran, Brandon Faulkner and Frank Farrell. Now, they're all writers and directors and producers, they, they they have a lot of experience with this stuff. And Michael Lee, obviously being the person who was forefront in all the money, wanted so much a lot to do with this film. Now, he's not a director and he's not a writer. So these guys went to work. They brought up a, a vision and all these characters and they started filming it all. And it was going really well, apart from Michael Lee was getting really involved and really kind of like trying to just say stupid things to them about cutting this bit out and cutting that and shifting this around. And they're like, look, trust us. We we know what we're doing. We've done stuff like this before. We, we're, we're experienced. And apparently, one of the three guys phoned in sick one day. Now, when he came back, and this was at the editing stage, when he came back, they decided that they were going to talk about this and then it got a massive argument <clears throat> and then basically Michael Lee fired all three of them before the thing was finished. So literally he told them to pack the bags and off they go. So he's got a fil- film with loads of different things going on. So then he got in this person uh, called Anne Burgund. Now she was a director and she came in and she basically finished the film. Now, their idea was to go back to and do reshoots with the original cast. None of the original cast wanted to come back and said no, allegedly. <laughs> so apparently they managed to cobble together 41 minutes of the film. And then apparently they they got extra stuff which I can only imagine as being Billy, the Billy stuff. This is what I'm thinking. And the bride of the sorcerers kind of stuff. And they put it all together and somehow 
edited it and spliced it to get an extra 42 minutes and make it into a movie. There is the birth of this fucking mismatch movie. That's hilarious. Of blatantly, well, not two movies, but almost just a movie that's all cut up. And that's why I think it's so fucking crazy. Because if if you look back, because I watch videos, if you look back on it, like this, the English girl and her boyfriend, that's that's obviously the weak guy. They run out of the building and they're literally screaming at the sky and waving their hands. And I was like, that's a bit random. And literally, they, they were supposed to have things around them, like being attacked by things. <laughs> so it's just filming, and it's just like there's so much stuff, and that is why it's all kind of cobbled together, and that's what came of it. And really, if you think about it, it, it is really sad because you've got, on one hand, you've got these three guys that are creative and they put all this love and care into it and, and the effects and everything like this. And then on the other hand, you've got this guy that's a distributor of horror that has forefronted the money, that wants to make lots of money. And this guy is not particularly into horror films in general. And getting the ma- he's, he's the man that gets them made and sold. And on the other hand, you have these creators. But the problem was... Because they didn't get along, you know, you've got money and and creativity, and they didn't get along, they they didn't succeed. They never made money, and it literally damaged the other guy's careers. And it didn't do anything. And, it, and when you think about it, it is really sad, because the only people that, that kind of missed out on this movie is the consumers, like you and I, and the people that would have gone and seen a possible... This could have really probably... If it was his, if it was his original incarnation, could have been something massive and beyond my shaft behind me right now. But instead, it's got obviously it's got this massive cult status now, and a lot of people do have lots of love for it. And I'm not saying it's an out and out bad movie by all means, but it's just sad to see what it could have been. However, I did fucking like this movie, and I don't know why. I don't know why either, because it was so fucking that that makes me like it more as well that, that's when i did the digging that's the problem that's why i liked it more because it actually <laughs> the amount of love and care and i think some of the monsters in the creations are fucking awesome it's just the way it's all put together maybe it is a little bit too much but if it's done in the right way and it had the right story and you know and it didn't have this randomness about it and it did have it's just yeah apparently some fan has gone out there and cut it up a bit and made it better and i'd like yeah. to see that it's on youtube apparently and it only lasts about 45 minutes long, and it's like a, a fan-cut version, which I wonder if it will make any more sense. But That's funny, man. But like it's it. really interesting. But it's sad on one hand, because it's ruined uh, some people's careers, because they didn't really... I did look at some of their stuff, and some of them haven't done much after it, and some of them have done bits and pieces. But, you know, there you go. Hey-ho. But yeah, Great. sorry uh, I rambled on a bit. but no, I, mate, I'm no, <laughs> To no. get the story. Is that yeah. what you got? I say it all. That was a big fucking story. That that was, it's more, mainly that because I look, I looked at other stuff and and there isn't really that much out there. And I just don't know if people wanted that they wanted to talk about this film much because a lot of them just like was like I don't want to talk about it. Um, and I think only now people that worked on it are only just coming out because they re-released a special edition of it um, that I'm real half tempted to buy now <laughs> just to see all that extra stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you think? I mean, uh, all in all. Yeah, mate, I, this is one of those movies where I'm just like, it was so fucked up that I fucking, you know, I don't even know how to rate it because I'm like, 
it was fucking garbage, but at the same time, it was good garbage. Cause but, it just, but it entertains you, right? From beginning yeah. to end. I didn't look at my watch, look at my phone. I didn't. I was like, whoa. <laughs> the whole time I was like, I, be, I must admit, the first probably 15 minutes, I was like, this is fucking shite. I'm going to hate it. I know I'm going to hate it. And as it went on, I actually started, oh, so the creatures are brilliant. It's like, they're really, yeah. some of them are really cool. But yeah, and then I just, I, I was like, yeah, I like these elements, but that, yeah, that's shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fucking nuts, man. What are you going to rate it? Go on, you go first. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think eight, eight for me, maybe nine. It's just, I don't know. It's, no, it's, I, don't, I wouldn't go eight, nine. I would eight. Go, Eight. I would go in eight. Yeah, I think eight breaths out of ten. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I probably would have voted it lower until I found out more facts about it, and then <laughs> I like started to gain like real respect for it. It's just that just scene at the end, man. Because I'd say I'd start off on a probably four or five. Yeah. And, like watching it and thinking about it even more. Yeah, it definitely puts it up there to a, to an eight. Good old eighty. Good old eighty simp for the intro as well. So. Yeah. It's had so many good things about it, and it's not a bad. By any means, it's not a bad movie. There was some. There was some ropey acting in there, though. But God, yeah, mate. Oh fuck me. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> it's just random. There's people I even forget that are in it that that get killed. And they don't even have speaking parts. Okay. Okay. That was cool. That was a good discussion. But I want to give you my next movie now. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Well, well, it's it's come on the back of ser- watching Search of Darkness as well, too. So am I going to have a hard time finding this? No, you're not. We're gonna go. We're gonna go and watch Terror Train, and it's on fucking Amazon Prime for free. Well, gives me an excuse to crack open my copy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Finally. Or maybe you might even be able to bring it round. Round in a week, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon we we might be able to watch that one together. That'd be cool. Sweet. Awesome. Mate, Jamie Lee Curtis. We're going to fucking watch Terror Train. On a train. Can't bloody wait. Can you wait? And that brings us to the end of uh, episode 77. Um, and I guess on the next episode, we still haven't picked the main review. But I just, uh, and I, we will be continuing our talk on In Search of Darkness Part 2. And I've just pulled from the move from the vault, Terror Train. Can't bloody wait. I guess there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com.